Welcome to the Elevating Funeral Service podcast. If you want to run a successful funeral home, cemetery, or pet cremation service, you don't have to be the one that has the lowest price. You do need to be the one that offers the most value, provides the best customer experience, and clearly communicates that in your marketing. On this weekly podcast, Ellery and Welton will show easy ways to demonstrate value to families and create differentiation that helps you stand out from the competition. Hey, everybody. I'm Ellery Bowker. That's my good friend, Welton Hong, and you are listening to another episode of Elevating Funeral Service. This is a podcast where we help funeral home owners learn to add more value, create a better customer experience, and ultimately stand up from the competition. Uh, this is a weekly podcast where every week we bring you one idea on how to improve one area in your business, just one, and that by doing so, if you improve that one area, that you can add more value to the consumers. Uh, this week, we have a really great episode for you. We're going to be talking about ways that you can instill trust with your consumer uh, simply by adding more frequently asked questions or redesigning your frequently asked questions page on your website. So it's going to be a really good episode. We hope you get a lot out of it. Welton, how are you doing? Doing awesome. Can I ask for more? It's always good. fun. Good. How are <laughs> things out in Vegas? Uh, strip is still closed. <laughs> That's weird. It's a very weird feeling, but um, hey. We'll bounce back. Yeah. Vegas, Vegas strong. Wherever you go, it's Vegas strong. So yeah. so we'll bounce back. <laughs> no longer the Sin City for a while, right? Until it oh. opens back up. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it hot out there yet, I bet? We're close to 100 already. Not oh. normal at all. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's really hot. Well, listen, let's dive right into this, Welton. So this week, what we're going to talk about is an FAQ page on a website. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this honestly, in my opinion, is one of the most overlooked ways mm -hmm. that you can convert more customers, instill more trust, mm -hmm. uh, and really drive a lot more business to your website uh, and convert more. Uh, I just think it's, it's one that's completely overlooked. So on this episode and kind of going forward, what I want to do is I want to just maybe make a real quick statement about what we see as a problem or maybe kind of as how things are being done, status quo, and then what we see as an opportunity. Right. So... With the FAQ idea, um, I think one of the problems or what's happening and I see is that um, funerals beget questions, consumers have a lot of questions, and they're going to go looking for answers. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a lot of answers on your funeral home website or your cemetery website, they're not, we'd like to believe they're going to pick the phone up and call us, but they're probably not, right? They're going to hit the back button. They're going to go somewhere else and find that answer. Uh, the, the bad part for, for most funeral professionals is that they could end up on your competitor's website to get that answer, um, or they may end up on the website of some group or organization that doesn't like the funeral business very much, and they're going to give them answers that are not very favorable to you. Um, so that being said, uh, there is an opportunity. If we can recognize that the consumer has questions, if we can discern what questions they do have, and then present these answers to them in a way that is understandable to them, that is easy for them, then we have an opportunity to really instill a lot of confidence oh, yeah. in that customer, and we can become the hero and the guide, right? And oh, yeah. we, I'm saying us as funeral homeowners, which I'm not, but I'm kind of talking um, um, that way. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, Welton, the first thing I want to say is, what do you think of when you think of, uh, uh, or how do you use a frequently asked questions page when you are shopping or you're researching anything? Is it oh, important yeah. to have one? Oh yeah, definitely very important. So typically when I go on the FAQ section is I'm trying to think about, hey, are there anything I should have asked? Oh <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> right, is there, before I make a major purchase, I will look at it, hey, is there anything I should have asked? 
already that I haven't thought about. Right. Yeah. So any kind of product services, uh, if there's no FAQ section, I would do a lot more research or get off of their site and do even more research. But if a website has FAQ in there, I would trust it a lot more. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, I was thinking about that. Like, how do I use them? I use them all the time. Um, but the funny thing is, if I'm if I'm looking on a website that, let's say I'm going to buy something, and I'm not familiar with that vendor, then mm -hmm. that FAQ, you know, wanna, you want to know what I'm looking for most is, is there a return policy? Like, what's your return exactly. policy? <laughs> so if I see that return policy listed, it gives me confidence. Yeah, you know, refunds, anything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like what, like what is it? It makes it super clear uh, mm -hmm. for me. Right. Like you, I do see some questions that I didn't think to ask, mm -hmm. um, but you know, I'm always doing that. Um, I hit that because it just kind of helps me get confidence and, and learn right. more about, about what I'm looking for. Nice. So I think the purpose, if we had to define it, right, the purpose of an FAQ page is going to be to educate the consumers, right, about mm -hmm. your product or service. And then the second and most important thing would be to remove all the fear they have right, exactly. or reservation they have mm -hmm. uh, about doing business with you. So if you can teach them about your product or service and then remove any reservations they have, then it mm -hmm. should be smooth sailing from then on, right? Yeah. And the most beautiful thing about what we're going to talk about today is that all this is free to do. There's literally <laughs> no cost to this whatsoever. So the cost is low and the benefits are high. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk first then about the benefits. Um, sure. um, Welton and I have identified three uh, main benefits of having an FAQ page on your website. They're kind of high level, but we can maybe dig down in there and talk about them at a more granular level. Sure. But the first one is that it saves you time. Okay. Oh, yeah. How do you think, uh, if you're the funeral home owner, how would having an FAQ page on your website save you time? Oh, yeah. So if you already know uh, whenever um, potential uh, families call in, what are some of the um, most frequently asked questions? Those I would definitely list out, maybe sit down with your funeral director, list out the top 20, 30 questions they ask. right? And those would be the nice ones to put on your website. So that way, when they go on your site, they're already done, doing a lot of research on there already, and they trust you a lot more. When they call in, there's less stupid questions, right. <laughs> and they trust you already, right? Because you already answer most of their questions. They might still have a few, but a lot less questions now. They trust you a lot more. Yeah. You know, when I first started in the funeral business, we built funeral home websites. Mm -hmm. And one of the most, the biggest benefit of having a funeral home website at the time, this was in 2005, was that you could put the obituary and the service information on there. And having that, this isn't a frequently asked question, but you talk about making things efficient and saving time. The funeral homes had less people calling in saying, when is Mrs. Jones service going to be, you know, and, and just having that information out there. So I think in the same idea on the frequently asked question, it's going to definitely save you time. I right. think my, my thing is it, des it definitely will save you time, but I think it also gives you an opportunity to filter out customers that may not be good for you. So <laughs> you for, are right. <laughs> for example, we have in one of the, the, the most used uh, cases of this that I see on funeral home websites is uh, about your payment policy. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you don't want people calling you asking, do you take payments? Okay. I would have a question that says, do you offer payment plans? And then right. you say, unfortunately, we don't offer payment plans. Here's why. And then right. you kind of get into it. Um, if you answer that question, that is good for you and it's good for them. Mm -hmm. right? Because I don't want to be going down this path and only to find out later that you don't offer payment plans if maybe I assumed that you did. So it's mm -hmm. a good way to filter that out. 
Now, I'll give you one non-funeral example. I was looking for a gift for my wife. This has been recently um, for Mother's Day coming up. It was this piece of art. Um, she's not listening. And it was this piece of art. And on the website I was at, I happened to go to that frequently asked questions page. And then there was a question that said, where do you ship? Well, it turns out they don't ship to my area. Oh, wow. I never knew that. And mm -hmm. that saved me a bunch of time because I would have gone more into personalizing this piece of art, gone down this whole path. And so it saved me a bunch of time. It helped them and it helped me. Right. Um, so there are ways that you can filter that out. So if you want to be paid up front, you know, and you don't want an uncomfortable situation, you can literally have one question that says, what are your payment policies? And you can just state clearly that, you know, the funeral needs to be paid for before, you know, et cetera. And so it just, it just makes it easy, right? It just filters that out. So you can kind of state your policies through a question form, right, on um, the FAQ. So I think it definitely the Objection does. statements that you typically get, you can put it in there. Uh, any kind of objection statements for yep. people, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, so number two, and this is the one of the real hidden benefits of having an FAQ, is it can drive more traffic to your website. So <laughs> I'm going to say this from a high level because Welton, he's got a Google shirt on, so you can tell he's a lot more knowledgeable <laughs> than I am. But you know, to me, Google is not a search engine; it's an answer engine. Right. right. That's why the box is this long because we don't type in things with terms. We type in like, "What is the best Italian restaurant in Raleigh?" Right? We mm -hmm. ask questions. Um, and so to me, when I type something into Google, I'm typing it in as a question, often, often framing it as a question and then expecting an answer. Right. So um, to me, if you ask Google questions, it can give you answers. So, well, if you could just kind of explain how um, mm -hmm. having questions and answers on your website can help drive more traffic to that. Right. So Google's search engine algorithm has been evolving a lot, but definitely it is rewarding those websites that answer the questions people type in. So it's definitely rewarding that. It will get you highly ranked on the search engine results. If, if it's particularly pages on your site, for example, the answers, what should you wear to a funeral? Google is going to favor your website, get it listed highly on the Google search engine results in your local area. Or other benefits will be, uh, for example, in the, uh, let me show you, or just in the answer box, for example, it's going to show up in the answer box. What is an answer box? What is that? Yeah. So answer box is, um, let me give you a quick example here. So for, for example, for you, for, he's going to try to sports cast this here for I'm those sorry. of you that are listening. <laughs> He'll kind of try to describe this as well. Right. So if I go on Google, I type in what to wear to funerals, right at the top of Google search, will be kind of like a Q&A section. And rather than sending a traffic to a website, Google wants to display the answer already for you. So that's the answer box. For example, if I type in what to wear funerals, it will grab snippets from a website and put it on there as to what's the best answer. For example, you might uh, type in there, um, what is a birth date for Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> it's going to type into that box for you already. And that's also, Google also grabs this as part of the voice searches as well. Many of us, whenever we're driving, we might ask over the phone, right? And those are where it's grabbing the information from. Rather than sending a traffic, to a website, which it does still list out where it's grabbing the information from, 
it's grabbing snippets from a website instead. Very often it's pulling from an FAQ section on a website or grabbing from a blog content or just any pages on your site. Okay. You know, to me, I've always looked at it that, you know, you're going to, if you're the content provider, right, you're the website, you've got the information on there. Um, I think it's important to know that Google doesn't have any information, right, at all, right? Nope. They just direct you, they match people up. So Google's a matchmaker. You know, you want information <laughs> on, on something, they're going to go find the most relevant information. Um, and they play no favorites, right? If you yep. have the best information, they're going to deliver that. Because right. Google's entire existence is dependent upon them delivering a good experience to you. If they stop delivering you the answers you're looking for, you're going to go use Bing or Yahoo or, yeah. you know, whoever else is out there. Yeah. Um, so you, by having questions and answers, right, or more particularly answers to mm -hmm. the questions people are searching for, you then are becoming a big help to Google, right? right. You are helping Google oh, yeah. answer that question. And they're going to give you a lot of love for that, right? And right. so, um, and we'll talk about how to do this in a, in a minute. But the idea is that if your funeral home website can answer more questions, right, mm -hmm. than any other funeral home website, you know, you're going to get some love from Google. Oh, yeah. As an example, and you and I talked about this before, Welton, if you wanted to know, for example, like what is the, what is the, um, um, the Jewish belief on cremation, for example, right, right? or something uh, very obscure, if, if you, if somebody types it into Google and you're the only funeral home around that has that answer or that the information about that on your website, well, Google is right. going to prop you up, right? And they're going to point yeah. that consumer to your website because you have the answer and the other ones don't. Mm -hmm. So it's a real free way to let, to, to become the authority and to let Google you know, freely and willingly and happily drive traffic mm -hmm. to your website because you're the one uh, providing those answers. So I think uh, a key benefit of having an FAQ, a well-designed one, is that you can drive a lot of traffic to it. Right. The third thing, and I think this is probably more important than all of them, is that you can build trust. Mm -hmm. um, when I look at a funeral, when I look at a funeral home, when I look at any website, and the the FAQs um, are written in normal language, right? <laughs> in there, you know, to me, it just says that you get me. You know, right. it says that you understand my concerns. Right. and you're alleviating my fears and you're trying to do everything you can to let me know that you can offer, you have what I want, you know, mm -hmm. you can deliver what I'm looking for, etc. What right. are your thoughts about that? Oh yeah. It's really it's instilling trust, right? It's you're listing all the concerns, the fears, factors in there. And then when people are scanning through that, it's like, Oh wow, you address my concern. You address my concern. It's just really, to me, it's, it's, you just totally instill trust right away when they call in they already trust you yeah. versus them going to another site doing the homework. They, they just trust you. They're going to pick up the phone and call you directly. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's absolutely right. And, and we've mentioned this on the show before, but I think the true definition of empathy is knowing what your customer's fears are, right. And then alleviating them before they ever even come up. So if you can answer the question before they ask it, right, yeah. you get a lot of, you get a lot of points for that. Yeah, so let's go on really quick. Understand them. Yeah. You definitely understand them more. Yeah. Else. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, I think it's just saying, you know, look, I get you as my customer, you know, yeah. um, you're not, you don't appear clueless, right? You know exactly what their fears are. Mm -hmm. um, so let's move on then. So we know why it's important. So how do you decide what questions to put on your FAQ page? Now, <laughs> let me say this here. So, um, and one, one thing I forgot to throw in here. So prior to this episode, we had one of our employees go and look at 200 and I think 50 some websites. Wow. Um, less than 10% of them had an FAQ page on their website, literally, 
less than 10%. Wow. It was unbelievable. Um, but what was more alarming was how many of these just had generic questions. Like you could tell they were just stock questions that were, right. that the website provider provided for them. Um, and so we'll talk about that in a minute, but I think it's important that if you're going to have an FAQ page that you really think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Write your own questions, which we'll talk about that in a minute. But what are, um, so we had a couple different ideas, but how do you decide what questions to put on your FAQ page? I'll take two of these and then you can take the last one. Mm -hmm. The first thing I would say is like he said before, what are the most common questions you're getting asked? Mm -hmm. And here's what I would do. I would have a staff meeting. Right. And, and I'd order some pizzas and I would give them all a notebook and mm -hmm. I would say, don't cheat. Don't look at each other's answers, but I want you all to write down individually the right. top 10 questions or the mm -hmm. top 15 questions, whatever that is that you get asked from right. family. Okay? Exactly. Don't cheat. Don't compare notes, right? You can yep. compare it at the end, but it'd be really interesting to see like if you do that and if you've got four or five or six or however many staff members you have, you'll get a really good idea right away. Right about what questions people are asking you. So to me, that's the easy thing, right? When we're doing a sales demo um, here um, or an onboarding demo here, we know we can ask the same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. And so we try in our design, in our copy on our website, in our FAQ on our website, we try to handle all those things, you know, before they ever come up so that we can spend more time, you know, talking about the more important things, right? Like what value we can provide for them. So I would simply get, if you want to know what to ask, I would simply just write down the top questions that you get asked right. uh, in that. And they're going to be common ones, like how much does it cost? Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, just basic questions that you get asked. Um, the second thing I would do is I would maybe think about what questions you would ask if you were the consumer, right? So mm -hmm. if you could kind of take your funeral homeowner hat off or your funeral director hat off and put your consumer hat on and think about what reserve, if I was the family, what reservations would I have about doing business with this funeral home? Right. Or what reservations would I have about a funeral in general? Right. And what would I want to know if I've never done this before? Right. right? And so think about it from that aspect. Like, you know, we work in funeral homes every day. If you've never been to a funeral home, even, you know, what questions would you have uh, about that? Um, and then so but that's just my thoughts. Well, you obviously have data, which that's what I love about you. This guy has data. One thing you can do is you can find out what people are asking Google, which is more important, especially if you want to try to get traffic driven to your website. So let me, let me let you take it from there on the, on asking Google what people are asking. Good. So there's two uh, parts I will show and these will, will be in the show notes. What I did is I went on to, uh, it's a tool called SEM rush. It pulls the data from Google and it's sorted based on what are some of the most uh, asked questions on Google pertaining to funeral services. And the volume over here in column B, so column A are the questions, column B are the volume. Volume is monthly search volume across the nation. So interesting here, the first most heavily asked question is what to wear to a funeral. That is wild. <laughs> For those of you listening, he's showing two columns. One is what the term is they're searching. Mm -hmm. And the next one is the volume. And what I'm looking at blows my mind yeah. because the top, top search term is what to wear to a funeral. Uh, mm -hmm. 27,000 people a month ask that question. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one down, how much do funerals cost? Now understand too, there are many different ways to ask that. 
So that's just how this one particular way is asked. Mm-hmm. Um, is fifty four hundred. So right. what to wear to a funeral is searched five times more than how much do funerals cost? Right. Oh yeah, that's crazy. That is a lot. And for example, so we'll get a theme out of this. A lot of these are what to wear for men, for women during the summer, right? Are you allowed to wear jeans to funerals? And the other section here is pretty interesting is what to say at a funeral. Yeah, interesting. Right. How long after death is funeral? And one interesting thing I saw here is are funeral expenses tax deductible? Pretty interesting, I would never have thought about this. No, that's crazy. Yeah. How to plan a funeral, right? What to write on a funeral card. 1,300 people a month ask how much do funeral directors make? (laughs) My answer would be not enough. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Very interesting. What do write on funeral flowers? A thousand searches, right? How to become a funeral director. That is actually more than I thought. Yeah. 880. Yeah. My right. brother-in-law is the, uh, is the chair of the funeral service uh, program at Fayetteville Tech. And he, this doesn't surprise me so much because he has a ton of people that are coming into the funeral business as second careers. Uh, that's right. A lot of people searching on that, I imagine, would be, uh, would be second career people. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, uh, this is super interesting here, um, uh, especially at the granular, granular level. Right. Um, now, obviously, you're not going to put all of these on. You're not no. going to put like, how to become a funeral director no. as an FAQ on your right. on your page. But I think that you can glean from these some of the questions that you have. Now, right. to me, um, I think that the people that are on your website, I mm-hmm. think you probably have, you're probably serving two people here. You might be serving people that are just viewers that want to know what to wear to a funeral. But I think you're also serving potential customers. Right. right? So that's where I would focus my time. Uh, would be on how to alleviate the fears of the people that want to do business with us. Um, And maybe like, so um, Welton can get into this too, and he can uh, point you to some content that he's written about this, but you can have like a question formed as like a blog post, right? Right. So what to wear to a funeral, you could have a page titled what to wear to a funeral as a blog entry on your website. Google will, will direct people to that if they ask what to wear to a funeral. Right. But on a on an FAQ page, you know, you might have something like that's more um, that's more tuned with your funeral home. Like how much, right. you know, how much do you charge, or you know, what is your payment policy, or you know, those kind of things. They're a little bit more detailed um, on that. I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, be looking at what people are really typing, you know, right. because otherwise it's just our own thoughts, right? It's our yeah. own. <laughs> it's, our, it's our own. It's our own thoughts. Um, so let's jump then uh, into just some tips, right? So we'll just end this just with some tips on what I think and you think are good practices for writing an FAQ page. Hopefully mm-hmm. we've convinced you guys that it's a good idea to have one. My first tip would be to write your own. Right. Okay. Original. Yep. Original. Um, one, you know, it's going to sound more natural, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to sound just like somebody asked it. Uh, I would just write them in your own. I know that the website providers, many of them provide them. I would, I would thank them, but I would write my own, right? Mm-hmm. I would just write my own questions. I would write my own answers and, and answer them just in the way you would answer them. You know, yeah. just, you know, keep it short. Don't go on and on and on about it, but just answer the question in the way you would answer it as opposed right. to having generic, um, you know, mm-hmm. generic stuff. So right. you have any tips that you would add? Yeah. 
definitely I will use that. Um, again, coming from Google point of view, if the content is exactly the same as somebody else's website, then unfortunately it's very hard for Google to know which one to get ranked. So again, it's great that these websites, uh, web uh, providers already gave you nice content, but they don't get ranked because it's the same exact same content as bazillions of other websites out there. So that's why it's important for you to be writing your own unique content. Yeah, great, great point, right? Google can't tell who's the authority if you yeah. all have the same thing written. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Um, I'm going to suggest one other tip in that, mm -hmm. is that, you know, and it's going to take a little bit of design. You'd have to work with your web provider on this, but I would, I would recommend maybe segmenting your FAQs mm -hmm. because um, I looked at a bunch of FAQ pages prior to doing this episode. And let's say there's 10 questions on um, the FAQ page. One might be about cremation. One might be about payments. One might be about what to wear to a funeral. They're all over the map. Yeah. Um, but the truth of the matter is if I'm, if I am, you know, contemplating cremation, you know, mm -hmm. there might be 10 questions that I have. So mm -hmm. maybe what you might have is a, is an FAQ page, but then you have it in sections like, right. you know, FAQs about cremation, right? FAQs about veteran services, right? Cause there's a whole bunch, like what is a DD 214? You know, all those things that go along with that, mm -hmm. you know, why do you need that? How do you get into Arlington cemetery? You know, do you get a flag with your services? You know, just all the questions that go along with that. So you could have little mini sections on there uh, about that. Now to me, right. if I'm going on your website and I'm considering a funeral for my father and he was a veteran, and I see that you have something that says, you know, frequently asked questions about veteran services. Great. I click that. It opens up and there's 10 or 15 questions about that. Well, I mean, you know, this is great, right? That's super helpful to me uh, as a consumer. So I would recommend me recommend just right. segmenting that right. um, um, if possible. Right. Your idea was thinking here is um, whatever you want to convey to the families. For example, uh, if I w really want to, um, really talk more about why having a service is important. I will use that as a question, right? Why, uh, why you gotta have a uh, service, right? Or at least a viewing. So I will actually phrase that as a question. So as families are going through this, is why do they need this and that, right? Why is uh, a, a, um, a traditional uh, funeral is important? Or why is life celebration important? Because they never thought about they gotta be asking those questions. So you can actually put those as an FAQ as well. Yeah, that's awesome. That is, that is awesome there. So uh, another tip that I had would be maybe to do page specific FAQ. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, on our website, if you go to one of our products, um, each product might have its own set of questions. Right. Mm -hmm. And so each product we have at the bottom, we have four or five of the top questions on each product. Mm -hmm. So for example, on a funeral website, if you had a page about pre-planning, right. right? Well, somewhere on the pre-planning page at the bottom, you could have, you know, frequently asked questions about pre-planning. So I, if I'm on that page, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to understand, you, you know, showing empathy would say, okay, I know you're going to have these questions, you know, after you read this. So here are the top five questions we get about this. And mm -hmm. you could have it if you have a veterans page, you could have it if you have a cremation page, you could have it if you have, you know, just your, um, you know, free funeral pricing page. Yeah. Even if you go to your funeral pricing page, um, uh, pro tip, go listen to the last two episodes about <laughs> pricing, but you could have something on there that says, you know, the top frequently asked questions about funeral pricing, yeah. right? And you could go through payment plans and, you know, what goes into a funeral and, you know, just all those other kind of things. So maybe think about, 
um, having an FAQ page, right? Your standard one, but then maybe think about having some FAQs on each one of the pages, you know, to instill a little more confidence and help them learn a little bit more about that. So, um, do you have any other tips? Oh, that's great. Just got to have a FAQ on your website. (laughs) I want to show you something if I can find, if I can find this because I thought this was amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. hang on one second here. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to call this guy out because I think this was amazing. If you go to March Funeral Home, right? Um, it's just MarchFH.com, and you find their FAQ page on here. So we talked earlier about the purpose of the FAQ, right? It would be to mm-hmm. educate and then to remove fears. Okay, uh, you want to just take away any fear they have. Now we all know in the funeral business, there's a whole um, group of people that doesn't like the funeral business very much, right? You go look at their websites, right. you know, they, they say the funeral homes are scamming you and they're pressuring you and they're taking advantage of you and everything. I think because of so much of that negative content out there, Wilton, I think mm-hmm. a lot of families show up at the funeral home with their guard up, right? right? They, they just, they feel like they're going to be on defense right away. Right. And so anything you can do to let that guard come down, right? Yeah. To alleviate those fears. I think it's just going to help you out. I think everyone would agree with that. So on March funeral homes website, MarchFH.com, I'm going to give this guy a plug on his website. So he's got his regular funeral asking questions. Um, and then he's got like his embalming mandatory by law, um, you know, just some regular questions, but then at the bottom, I love this. And for those of you listening, I'm just going to read this to you. It says, what recourse do I have for poor service or overcharging? That's his question. And he says, and I'm just going to kind of read this. He says, most funeral homes provide outstanding services, but sometimes outcomes may not be exactly what you had in mind. In most cases, it makes sense to discuss problems directly with the funeral director first. But if the dispute cannot be resolved by talking with the funeral director, you may wish to contact the Federal Trade Commission by contacting the, and he's got the link there. Mm -hmm. You should never hesitate to refrain from speaking up if you're unhappy with the final result. Mm -hmm. This guy's literally telling you how to file a complaint against him. (laughs) <laughs> if he doesn't do a good job. <laughs> this wow. to me would give me more confidence. Oh yeah. You know, with this guy. Hey. I mean, I love this. I love this because he's saying, okay. look, he's probably he probably understands clearly that mm-hmm. people I've been looking at websites and you know, I've heard the negative stuff and I've I've been told what I should watch out for. And this guy's literally telling you how to 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 you know uh file a complaint against him if he doesn't do his mm-hmm. job. Right. I love that. Love That's it. transparent. It's, mm-hmm. it's confidence building. It gives me more trust. And I can promise you that probably no other funeral home in his area is answering that question. Nope. Like the answer there. So kudos to them. Yeah. I think that is really, awesome. really awesome. Uh, on to do that. The last thing I will say, the last tip I'll give, and I forgot about this one. <clears throat> I apologize is oftentimes you won't have the answer they're looking for. So you might want to have a way on there that says something like don't, you know, can't find the answer you're looking for and then give them a way to ask that question. Love that. Best use I've ever seen of that is says, you know, text your question to, mm-hmm. and then people can answer that. So I think there's a couple ways you could fill out a form, you could do an email, you can do a live chat. The texting to me, if it says text me, I feel like that's instant. Right. I feel like there's going to be a human being on the other end of the thing mm-hmm. that's going to answer that question. So right. give them a way to an, an, ask the question um, that you don't provide. Right. And then after they ask that question, what I would do is I would go add that question to my FAQs 
on my website. So if one person asks, Perfect. another person may ask it. So some people may actually help you know what to, what questions to put uh, on that. So, Welton, this has been fun. Uh, yeah. I've always believed that this was an was an overlooked opportunity mm-hmm. um, to have that, and so I'm hoping that some of our listeners will understand that now and can kind of see the value of having this. And they'll go back there and either add it if they don't have it, or if they're using uh, kind of generic FAQs that that the website provider provided, that they'll go back in and rewrite those. Mm-hmm. Um, the website people will be happy to put them on there, just rewrite them and give them to them. They'll be happy to do that for you. Uh, but then it's going to be your questions, your answers in your language. And I think customers will resonate with that. So um, again, thank you guys for, for listening and watching. Uh, if you don't mind, if you guys could go and leave us a review, that would really help us. It helps others find out about us. Um, but more importantly, we want feedback. Um, right. If you have any feedback about the podcast at all, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, we're big guys here. We can take it. Uh, we'd love to know if it's being helpful to you. We'd love to know if there's a topic you'd like us to touch on. Um, it, it, you know, kind of going back to the beginning, we're going to be looking at every touch point that the funeral home has with the family and we're going to be examining each one saying, okay, how is it being done now? How can it be done better? And then how can you bridge that gap? And so we're going to be talking about this. So if there's a particular touch point you want us to, to talk about, uh, we'll be happy to look at that. So just reach out to us. But again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. So thanks yeah, everyone. Okay. Take care.